All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, February 12th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, this is the big game post-show edition of the B.O. Boys, and we had to bring in the uh, biggest gamest analyst there is in the business. Uh, Listen, I'm a little punch drunk because that big game was wild. And it came down to the wire. But here he is, the man who's going to break it all down for us. We have got Brett from The New Flesh is here. Brett, welcome to the BO Boys. Hello. It is an honor to be here, as always. Uh, Yeah, so this is our big game post-show. So we are going to break down the trailers. And, of course, we're going to give the results that everyone wanted tonight, which is the top 10 movies of the weekend and what came in number one. So Clayton, could you give us a big game plow for the weekend of Friday, February 11th? Number one, Argyle made $6.5 million down 63%. It uh, is at $28.8 million in its second weekend of release. Number two, newbie Lisa Frankenstein made $3.8 million in its first weekend. Number three, The Beekeeper made $3.4 million, down 40, uh, 34%. It lost 220 theaters. It's at $54.7 million in its fifth weekend. Number four, The Chosen, season four, episodes one to three, made $3.1 million, down 47%. It lost 329 theaters. It's at 12 Five million in its second weekend of release. Number five, Wonka made $3.1 million, down 33%. It lost 137 theaters. It's at $205.2 million in its ninth weekend. Number six, Migration made $3 million, down 28%. It lost 146 theaters. It's at $110.1 million in its eighth weekend of release. Number seven, Anyone But You, Valentine's Edition, $2.7 million, down 22%. It actually added 186 theaters. It's at $80.1 million in its eighth weekend of release. Number eight, Mean Girls, made 1.9, down 50%. It hemorrhaged theaters, losing uh, 100, no, sorry, 457. It's at $69.1 million in its fifth weekend. Number nine, the Dune re-release in IMAX made $1.6 million in 2,000 theaters. It is at $109.9 million in its 121st weekend of release. And rounding out the top 10, American Fiction, $1.3 million, down 45%. It lost 440 theaters. It's at $17.3 million in its ninth weekend of release. All right. Thank you, Clayton, for that big game plow. So, Brett, I want to go to you on the new release this weekend. So it was Lisa Frankenstein. It was Diablo Diablo Cody written. Again, sorry, just punch drunk from the big game. Um, It's a raw raw feed. Yeah, fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. So, Brett, you saw this film. I am one of the dozens of people in the country that saw Lisa Frankenstein. Yes. So you you saw this for work when you saw this, you know, because the tracking on this was, you know, we had Scott Mendelson in here a couple of days ago and he was pegging this around six million dollar opening weekend. It definitely came in lower. Having seen the film, 
do you see why it came in even lower than the low expectations that it had? Like, what happened here? Because this thing, this thing, really tanks. I mean, Clayton, this thing cried macho. No, uh, it went lower than macho. It went uh, even lower. It, it if to only cry wow. macho. Yeah. Did, so, so what? What? Yeah. Go well, for it, just Clayton. to give you some reference, please. Freaky made three point six mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. And COVID was new and exciting and scary. Yes. Yep. COVID was novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, but that movie also had Vince Vaughn. You know, that was Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein is Catherine Newton on her own. You know, and, Cole Sprouse. and I guess she's not money. And Cole Sprouse. But Cole Sprouse, Cole Sprouse is money and we all know it. Cole Sprouse doesn't speak a word in the film. Wow. Which I think is explains everything about the impact of the box office. I think for every word he spoke, it would have had another mil a million this okay. weekend. So, wow. you know, just a few scenes of dialogue and we could have been talking about like a pretty big hit. You make it seem like he's some sort of like essayist or like a monologuist, like uh Spalding gray that right, we'd expect right. him to speak so much in right. this film. I don't well, like really think of him as an or yeah, an order of, of any, or, you know, high caliber. Right, right. It's not like Jordan Peterson was playing. Yeah, the, if it was Jordan here. Peterson, and then you don't let him talk. Right. I mean, right. yeah, you're putting millions. Uh, you're you're leaving millions the on the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the toity. I only know Cole Sprouse. I know people know him as Riverdale guy, or they know him as the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know him, of course, as uh, Adam Sandler's son in Big Daddy. Yes. Yes. Right, um, right. That is, of course, humble beginnings. He played Frankenstein uh, in Brig Daddy. There was, of course, two of him. There's Dylan Sprouse, Cole Sprouse. What if they still did that, where they had to swap because of child labor laws, but they just still did it as adults? So this movie actually stars Cole and Dylan Sprouse. That'd be great. Tell us, getting grandfathered it, into idea. that. I mean, the, 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 that's how the old. It's, it's in their contract. Yeah. I mean, I think that is definitely something that would make these movies more interesting. If if you started out as a duo, twins, you mm-hmm. have to continue until one passes. Yeah. And so different scenes, you'd be like, oh, that one's Mary Kate. That's definitely Ashley. You know, that's yeah. Cole. That's Dylan. Uh, who are and then think about the, the Barbie twins, office, the Barbie twins who are famously in a ton of uh, movies that I've seen. Right. Yeah. And that scenes from. then it like it like gamifies the movie, yes. which you'd think would electrify the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Not to mm-hmm. use a pun based on the film or anything like that. No. Um. But what did you want to know about this movie? Well, well having having seen <laughs> it, do you understand why it, it underperformed? Yeah, I do. It's I, I'm a person who is like should have been like I, I feel like I'm the target audience. It's set in like 89. It's uh, written by Diablo Cody, who I'm a fan of. I really mm-hmm. enjoy like pretty much everything she's written. Yeah. And uh, I'm a horror guy. So this is a horror comedy that she's writing. I know people love Jennifer's body. It's not my favorite, but I think it's interesting. And so I was like primed for this to be great. I like Catherine Newton. Uh, there's no reason I shouldn't have liked this. And I walked away pretty mixed on it. I didn't hate it like a lot of the critics did. Um, oh. I didn't love it like my aha. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't ha- uh, love it like my co-host on The New Flesh, Jesse, did who's primed to like this kind of thing a little more than me, I think. But it's just, there's there's a stilted nature to the movie. 
it's a first time director in Zelda Williams, who is Robin Williams's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it just it feels like a first time director. It has a strange rhythm to it or maybe like a lack of rhythm to it. Scenes kind of go on for too long. There's a lot of dead air there. Like the editing kills a lot of the jokes. Uh, just be, it just like I saw someone say it died in the edit. And I was like, that's a good way to put it. Like, it just like doesn't feel right. Something's off about it. The vibes are just off. I think Catherine Newton is great in it. The costume design's great. The movie has a nice color scheme and visual look, despite being badly directed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the script is funny. If you like Diablo Cody, it's got plenty of Diablo Cody-isms in it. And uh, it's an interesting take on a monster movie. I just think something got lost somewhere. It's tonally confused in a way that doesn't really help itself and it doesn't have like narrative momentum or drive at all it just kind of feels like scenes are happening and characters are acting in ways that they need to for the scene to work but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like they're real people it just it's 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 stilted is a a good way to describe it so yeah i guess i do think you know the quality doesn't matter all the time sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't it just feels like a focus feature released movie. Like, why did it open so low? Like, it not there like a horror audience that should have been there for something like this? Well, I mean, it wasn't there. You're, of course, hashtag horror lifestyle. You originated that and it's it swept the country these last few years. It, it never felt like this movie was being marketed very well to the hashtag horror lifestyle people. You know, yeah. It, and maybe that's because it doesn't super deliver on the horror. Like mm-hmm. I would say it delivers more on the comedy mm-hmm. a- angle of the horror stuff uh, for me. And that's because it's like decidedly PG 13 and you can read interviews where the director talks about both the director and Diablo talk about it being an R written R rated script and there being an R rated edit before they made the one that is now PG 13. Okay. But, and then you see how this movie opened so low and you're like, could it possibly have opened lower as R like what, or did they hamstring themselves for no reason? It right. seems like they did hamstring themselves because there's like a, a big gag that doesn't really pay off. I would say because of the rating at the end and it, it's strange and it, it's noticeable. Where a gag that if, if there had been gore, if there had been R rated blood and nudity, the gag could have worked. Yeah. If they added like the four minutes of hardcore sex that I'm assuming was in anyone, but you mm-hmm. this yeah. weekend, I do think we're looking at, a different situation. Oh, I mean, definitely if they had been able to add a Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell sex scene to the end of Lisa Frankenstein, it would have done better business. The uh, beginning, yeah. the middle, the end, yes. anytime, I think. Yeah, yeah you, just you, you know, in there randomly. Oh, yeah. I don't think you have to use the four minute chunk altogether. You can mm. sprinkle it so that people stay mm. in the theater. Right. Every time you shock the monster, you get he gets to see that in his head for a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that could have worked. I mean, this movie definitely seemed like it wasn't targeting horror fans and it wasn't targeting adults very much. It did seem like they went down the path of we're going after the tweens and the teens and the young ladies, which is fine, but it clearly didn't work in big numbers. And it clearly came up against the buzzsaw that was the Taylor Bowl this weekend. You know, the the big game also catered to the tweens and the teens and the young ladies. And I think they just chose that instead of Lisa Frankenstein. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's a big one. I mean, let's look at demos really quick. Women, 58%. That's uh, pretty obvious this was female-leaning. 69% were 18 to 34. And, uh, yeah, 35% being 18 to 24. So there was some young people, just not a lot. Diversity, mm -hmm. 57% Caucasian, 22% Hispanic and Latino, 7% Black, and 8% Asian. So... Girls only white come. people cared about this. Yeah, it, it, it turns out. And I mean, the Hispanic Latino uh, community go to the movies. It's something they love to do. Obviously, twenty two percent coming out, seeing new movies. So you know, uh, but the ladies over indexing a little bit here. But also, there's just not there wasn't enough of them. I mean, the percentages are what the percentages right. are, but the number of tickets sold was abysmal. Right, right, right. I mean, I think there's also something to the big game this Sunday, you know, in the past, everyone would watch the big game on their uh, basic TV, you know, channel two, four or five or seven has the big game and you use your clicker and there it is. Nowadays, people are, am I streaming this on Paramount Plus? Mm -hmm. Am I watching the Nickelodeon feed? We got reports tonight that SpongeBob SquarePants was announcing the, the big game on a, on a feed on Nickelodeon. People had to prepare all weekend for just how they were even going to watch this big game, what their logins are, what their passwords are. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think the country had enough time to find their logins to the big game and to go see a movie this weekend. I mean, the entire box office was in the in the toy toy this weekend. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was not. I mean, you know, the only was Lisa Frankenstein ostensibly the only new release. Yeah, I mean, Argyle being number one it's so funny the to see Dune IMAX re-release I mean those and, and I mean Clayton you didn't say the words turning red but oh, turning Jesus. red how far down was that dropped into theaters oh. this weekend and we are I am scrolling past zone of interest I'm scrolling past the boys in the boat I'm scrolling past origin I'm scrolling past the taste of things trolls band <laughs> together which is in its 13 week Guys, I'm scrolling past ISS, the ISIS movie. Uh, where is no? You you missed red? it. You you missed I did it. miss it. Okay, I scrolled it's, it's, it's right, right after Boys, Boys in the Boat. In the boat. It, it's right after Boys in the Boat. Okay, so, so it came so in like seven. It made five hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in fifteen hundred theaters, yeah. which is an average of three hundred forty-three dollars. Um, uh, you know, which is about as much as like comedians make at union pool shows or union hall shows uh -huh. in New York city. Yep. Yeah. Like, let, yeah. Let's put this in perspective. If let's, we had done this episode live in union hall in New York city, we would have made more money tonight than turning red did this weekend. Uh, yes, uh, that is true. Less people per, per theater average wise, less yes. people. No, we would have made five to 35 K. Sorry. We could have easily less people wanted to see a Pixar movie turning red. than wanted to see, Nazis hang out for an hour and a half mm -hmm. and garden trying and trying and coats and, and having uh picnics and mm -hmm. a George Clooney directed film. Yeah. Both of those things. People wanted to see those more than a Pixar movie yeah. that everybody was claiming. Well, this was the one, this was the one that if they would have put it out in theaters, then it would have been the big hit, right? Soul re-release that bombed. Right. This was the one. This was the movie that everybody was complaining that it didn't get its fair shake.
And again, a thousand theaters is not a fair shake, but and years after it's already been out and everyone has seen it, yeah. not a fair shake. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is that this re-release program is only denigrating the brand mm. more because mm. people like us have to report on this. We're mm-hmm. not going to stay mum. We're not going to shut up. You know, we're not going to uh, not talk about the fact that this re-release platform for these Pixar movies has been a disaster. And the last one is going to be Luca. They're going to just throw yeah. Luca in the Luca will not like even make the chart. Luca I will do not think, make the chart. I don't think it's going to make the theaters. I think they're going to just save themselves the embarrassment and stop it. But like, maybe they're already booked and they can't. But um, paying, paying I don't know. to it's deliver kind of a disaster. the thumb drive to the theater is yeah. not it's not worth it. And right, Disney no. makes billions of dollars and, you know, they're hemorrhaging cash. So don't spend that money to have that bike messenger bike that thumb drive to the theaters yeah save your money disney yeah i mean guys playmobil the movie december 6 2019 opening weekend six hundred and fifty six thousand dollars okay so the playmobil the movie opening weekend beat this turning red re-release and yes of course yeah like brett said people have been watching this movie on disney plus for the last two years but still it is just an embarrassment for the Pixar brand to see numbers this low. But that movie no, had just... variable pricing too. So uh, the the I'm sure that movie, if every ticket for Playmobil was the same amount, then that movie would have made way way more. Yeah, yeah. I want to do a quick aside on Disney destroying their brand further because that's do what it. this conversation is. It, it is. It is. Did you hear about the Moana tooth? announcement this let's, week let's get into it yeah it's, i mean we, okay we haven't talked about it on air so no. th- this it's, is huge it's yeah. completely crazy that uh, out of nowhere four days ago at like w- was it an investor call or was it like a keynote like th- it was a keynote thing where disney was announcing stuff about their their company and one of the things they announced was oh by the way moana 2 is coming and it's not just coming like in the future it's coming in november yeah and it's like almost it's done and it's here essentially. Here's a trailer. Here's a little clip of it. And then my first thought was, this makes no sense at all. Disney does not operate that way. We know about movies they're making years in advance before they right. uh, put them on the calendar or whatever. So my first thought was, this must have been a Disney Plus show that they decided needed to be gussied up for theatrical. Mm-hmm. And then you know, within a few hours of that happening there was reporting that suggested that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. and they don't even have the rock or the girl who plays moana yet they're like negotiating for a movie that's out in november it just sounds so low rent like yeah. this is the type of movie that when we were children would have been the straight to clamshell vhs mm. uh tape jafar that's yeah. like the, the return, return of jafar, jafar. Return of which jafar. like not to which is like, you know, to me, that's like a quality film, but it is a straight-to-video yeah. sequel. I haven't seen it since I was a child. I'm sure it's like 63 minutes long. I'm sure um, there's someone I'm sure there's someone on Twitter X right now who's saying Return of Jafar is actually the best film of the entire uh And there's that someone era, else saying Prince of Thieves is even better, the third one or whatever. Yes, the third uh, of course. And I hope Crawl's they New Groove is actually the best one. Yes, and I hope all of them meet, and I hope all of them marry in some kind of moon ceremony. They'll marry. They'll marry at Disney, and it'll yes. pay top dollar to do that. Yes, um, I hope they drink Kool Aid. God bless them. <laughs> I hope it's tasty and delicious. Yeah. Yes, 
Um, I lost my train of thought though. So, so I mean, that that Moana is a straight to straight yeah. to video. Doesn't it feel or, that yes. way? It does feel like they're gussying up a straight, like if not a straight to video Disney era sequel that's like low rent, a Disney Plus show that is no longer a season. It is now a movie because the writing on the wall is they fucked up with their Disney Plus pivot right. in terms of making all their high profile content, putting it on there, and now they're trying to do the opposite and put their their tv content in theaters which like i should be all for but it's clear that they're like kind of flailing around well yeah. aren't they doing something with a star well, aren't they doing something with the mandalorian or one of those shows making oh aren't yes. they doing something theatrically with one of those yeah. shows as mandalorian well? the mandalorian and grogu is that what it's called it is uh yeah the next star wars movie is a offshoot a spinoff whatever you want to call it of their tv series now yeah. so it's through the looking glass type of shit where i can't believe i've said this a bajillion times but you know the fact that disney decimated a what multi-billion dollar theatrical brand in star wars and now their solution to the to doing that and realizing that they fucked up by putting all their eggs in the streaming basket is to turn the street like put the streaming basket in theaters like no Focus on theatrical as its own fucking thing that I don't have to watch your shitty TV show mm -hmm. to be excited for. Like, they found a way to make me, a, I would say, a casual Star Wars fan. Like, someone who would go see every movie opening night, but has no interest in watching it on television. Like, I'm not interested in this at all. Right. And that's an amazing feat that they did. Like, they and fucked least, up bad. At least with the Star Wars thing... I mean, it's it disgusts all of us that they're taking a movie and turning it into uh, taking a TV show and putting that in the movie theater as a Star Wars movie. But at least with that, they're planning that years in, in advance. They're they're making that for theatrical. You know, it's not a situation of they're taking a season of The Mandalorian and turning it into a theatrical release, you know, in three right. months. But with this, as far as I thing, know, though, it could have started that way. But like, I, yeah, I it is being treated like a theatrical thing, though. You're right. It's different than the Moana thing, at least as far as we know. I mean, the Moana thing is we all get it because they should not be spending three hundred million dollars to make a television show. So that never made sense. But Correct. there is a solid chance that this whatever this Moana thing that they put out in theaters in November is going to be bad in the sense that it's going to be a tv show and tv shows are inherently bad yeah and a lesser a lesser art form an inferior yes. medium it's yes it's a way to sell detergent i, I mean yeah. that's it's what great. tv is tv yeah. is a wraparound for commercials that is what it was invented for and that's right. something what it to remains. do in it's something to do in between heinous political ads yes yes, yes. and 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 that's how mo that's how they they created this Moana content is they meant for there to be heinous political ads every eight minutes in between these scenes. And now they're just going to cut out those heinous political ads and string Call these episodes film. together. Yeah. And like you said, the rock is not signed on to do the voice because this was meant for TV. And I'm Unless sure they had like Richard kind, you know, signed on. He probably voiced 10 episodes as Maui. You know, because they're going to do it on D plus. You get Richard Kind in there; he, he's happy for the gig. The kids watching on TV won't notice, but now they got to figure out how to get the Rock in there, and he's got to voice episodes that already exist. 
And lest we forget, he made a huge stink about his live action Moana remake mm-hmm. that's yeah. allegedly happening. That is now what also happening, or are they going to just pretend that never that was never announced and just kind of shovel it away post? Black Adam bombing or whatever you want to say. Post the Rock pivoting back to the WWE right now, mm-hmm. which is all yeah. which is happening, which is um, happening, and, and it's, it's and interesting. It's, a disaster. it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming are people booing him? Like, what's going on? People, people are like- booing him. Uh, you know, hashtag uh, hashtag uh, what is it? Hashtag we want Cody. He's he's you know he's do he's pulling some stuff there like he pulled at DC. That the you know the DC fans weren't happy with his black. Oh, Adam. the hierarchy of the WWE was about to change, and they weren't ready. Yes, and they were not ready, and the fans didn't want it. So he's it's a lot of missteps from The Rock, and this Moana series in November. Uh, I mean, this Moana movie in November. No, we should call is, it what it is. This Moana, Moana series. This Moana series strung together for theaters in November is is a huge gamble because listen, it's going to make a ton of money because. That's such a big IP. Kids have really come to love that movie since it it did come out. You know, it did well in theaters, but since then has been so much bigger than pretty much any Disney property since Frozen. Um, so people it's love Moana. It's the, it's the original like Disney bro. It's like Musker and Clements. It's the yep. Aladdin, Hercules, Treasure Planet guys. Okay. It's like and, classic and, Disney directors. Uh, yeah, writers. and people love yeah. the right, it's them. It's those guys who are yes, yes. And 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 the songs were huge. And listen, just say what you want. Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Moana. Lin Manuel Moana did all the songs. He also has nothing to do from what we've heard. I'm sure they'll pay him a ton to, you know, crap out a couple of songs in the next like over the summer, but he had nothing to do with the series. So it's not like there are, you know, five Lin-Manuel Miranda songs that he already made for the show. They, they've got to get The Rock. They've got to get Lin-Manuel. They've got to get the girl who played Moana. None of this was set, but the movie is coming out in November. I mean, they've tarnished Pixar. They've got a really good shot here at putting out something in November that kills the Moana brand. Yeah, it's it's I've never in in my lifetime, Disney has never been in such dire straits. And I mean, I'm sure their bottom line earnings wise is maybe fine and stuff for now. Or maybe it isn't. I have no idea. I don't pay too much attention to that. But in terms of like the art of it and like Mm -hmm. how we used to Pixar movies really used to mean something and like adults would get excited about them. And I don't feel that anymore about them for the most part, if only because the last three pixars they went they put straight to disney plus and they didn't feel like real movies even though they were great and yeah i just feel like they've really diminished their brand in ways that i would have never conceived of happening like isn't dreamworks kind of eating their lunch or like illuminations leading oh, their illumination lunch for illuminations sure. eating their lunch i mean like, yeah I, they, yeah. they were able to make a cartoon about birds be a hit yeah. Try Disney. If Disney put out migration, that yeah. thing would have made what uh, a uh, strange world money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it would have tanked it's, completely. It would have made funny how the times money. have changed in that way. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, Illum- that was inconceivable to me 10 years ago, even. Um, so let's transition a little bit because you're talking about Disney and you're talking about how it's damaging its brands. I think this can really go right into these trailers. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. we saw during the big game that obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the National Fraudulent League had their big game this uh, weekend. And wow. so, um, you know, wow. which is just wow. there to prop up commercials, as we all know, because that's all anybody talks about is these commercials and these trailers. And the one that was, I think, the biggest one was Deadpool and Wolverine. Mm. Previous title reveal titled title reveal Deadpool three. It is now Deadpool and Wolverine. And, wow. you know, Brett, you came in hot talking about this wow. before we were on <laughs> mic. Uh, what is your thoughts on this Deadpool Wolverine trailer? Well, I think you should put you should start putting money in stock on number of times they're going to look at the camera because it already happened in the trailer pretty early. Um Self-referential Disney jokes are already there. The Marvel self-awareness about the cinematic universe is already in there. It is maybe the most insufferable trailer I've ever seen. Seems like it's kind of conceived specifically to annoy me, someone who finds Deadpool like just kind of eye roll worthy Spencer gifts humor, like chimichanga itself is a punchline mm-hmm. type of jokes that I just don't understand. I admittedly never saw the second movie which I've heard some people say is a lot of fun. I thought the first movie was bad. And most importantly, just one of, I don't, I don't know if Deadpool's to blame for this, but I feel like it is one of the first movies. I remember just looking like absolute dog shit in terms of like blue screen backgrounds that are just very unconvincing and not even trying to be convincing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they look really bad and they, it doesn't matter. They make a ton of money. People love it. They love Ryan Reynolds is the funniest comedian in the same way that, Justin Timberlake is the funniest comedian on earth. People love celebrities. Super Bowl commercials today really proved that celebrities are hilarious, I think, also, first of all. Um, but yeah, I, t- I just don't really get Deadpool's shtick. And I am a fan of X-Men. And I am a fan of Wolverine in the movies. And, you know, this trailer is way more... It's a, it, The Wolverine part is a reveal of the trailer. And it's mostly... It's like 90% Deadpool. Or 95% Deadpool trailer and 5% Wolverine. So hopefully in the movie, the balance is better. But this looks dire to me. It looks very bad. Yes. Um, here is the problem with this trailer. And Pat, then I'll let... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. just jump in. But nope. uh, and I think you may agree with You this can trailer. finish. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. Um, this... The problem with this is the meta-ness of it. Because from this trailer, they are making fun of the multiverse they're making fun of the mcu which would be okay if people still liked the mcu but now people don't like the mcu so they're making fun of something that the people who are going to go see this movie are the only remaining hardcore fans of it and do not have a sense of humor about it so this movie is going to dunk on the thing they still are holding tight to and defending And there's not going to be a general audience that is going to be interested in this shit because the main people who would go see this movie are your 18 to 34s. And I think they're over Ryan Reynolds. I think they're over this sort of winky action stuff. I mean, we saw with Argyle, which is different because it's not an IP, but still the winky Matthew Vaughn era of action is dead. This is a sort of arm of that. And I think, yeah. The jokes weren't funny. It looks dire. Uh, I uh, Nobody cares if Deadpool meets Thor at this point. 
Nobody cares that Deadpool meets Wolverine at this point. So I think that this movie is going to bomb. Oh, that's interesting. I, I'll, Pat, I, no, I go for it. No, you're hot. You here. came in hot. Go for it. <laughs> I just, as much as I think it looks horrible, I mean, I think I don't agree. I think it is going to be the exception of the rule that Marvel is like over. Like this movie, people are excited for because there hasn't been a Deadpool in a while. I think people do like Ryan Reynolds somehow still. I liked him and I feel like I got overkill on him. Uh, I do think it's going to be big. If And not just like I think it would have been big as Deadpool 3 anyway, especially in the way it's now tying itself into other universes or whatever. But I just don't, I don't think the Marvel stink will be on it because it does feel like it isn't a part of that somehow. They're bringing it, it in. It, they, old. They, they are bringing it in. Kevin yeah. Feige has his fingies on this thing. He is the Kevin king. Fingies. He has, he is the King Midas in reverse right now. Do not underestimate his ability to fail because that is what this is going to do. Uh, the sea change, we've seen it this past year. The sea change in the IP that people want to see, the sort of films yeah. people want to see, do not get stuck in the mire of what used to be here. We have to move our heads forward, and this is backwards. Deadpool 3 is a backwards move, and it is not going to succeed because young people do not want it. They don't want the slop that we used to eat. They want the new slop. They want video game slop. That's what they want. They want Five Nights at Freddy's. They don't want Deadpool. Deadpool is lame. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of more with Brett here in that. Here's the thing. If Deadpool 3 bombs, then superhero the whole, movies yeah. like are done in, in yeah. a way that I don't even know if uh, uh, if the Batman movie, the, whatever the next Batman movie could underperform. Spider-Man, you know I mean? Batman. That, Spider-Man, Batman don't count. They're, they're, they're safe. They're safe. They're safe. Joker, Spider-Man, Batman, they don't count. I would be inclined to agree, but if this Deadpool movie bombs, you know, if this Deadpool movie opens... Everything to, changes. Everything yeah. changes. Everything changes. If this Deadpool movie opens to like $40, 50000000 million yeah, opening it will. weekend... It will. If that's the case, then, wow. then Batman isn't safe. Spidey-Man isn't safe. And and honestly, Joker isn't safe. And I know he's the biggest movie star in the world, other than Leo. But I disagree. No one is safe I, I, I if disagree. this Deadpool movie bombs. I mean, this is a this is a character that people and we may personally like or not like Ryan Reynolds, but people love this Deadpool character. The degree to which it's like a passion project mm -hmm. for him is very funny too. It's like a thing he's been. Remember the X Men Origins cameo in two thousand eight or whatever. Yeah, like it's it, it's such a seated. Long, yeah. deep-seated thing. Th this is Pacino always wanting to play Richard the Third. You know, like Ryan yeah. Reynolds, if he ever directed a movie, it would be a documentary called Looking for Deadpool. And it would yeah. be about him acting on the set of the first Deadpool movie. Like, this, you're right. This is his character that he's always wanted to play. And people loved it. And college guys loved it. And, and women, like, everyone loved this. So this trailer, though... He knows he's in the movie. He knows Deadpool. he's that's and people love that he knows, but you're right. It, there is the fine line of he can't ignore the elephant in the room, which is that these superhero movies are bombing. Like Deadpool is gonna have to talk oh, box office in this. He's movie. got some jokes about that for sure in the chamber. He's he has to, has to. 
Has yeah. to. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's a zero percent chance that he doesn't break the fourth wall and talk about the Bo Boys in this movie. You know? Oh, you guys it, are getting name checked for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and I you would think that helps the box office, but I I, I think people aren't even going to be aware that that was the case if they don't go see this. I, I have heard rumors that there is a character that is based on the Ace. Is based on the the oh. Ace. yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. So if there's that, then it's very possible we are being parodied in this film. If there's a character based on the ace in Deadpool and Wolverine and this movie still bombs, then these movies uh, have no hope. It's it's a death knell for sure. Um, The biggest I don't I don't want to move us on, but I just want to say the biggest surprise of the Super Bowl today for me. I don't know if anyone else was just not expecting it uh, because I just wasn't. The trailer for Twisters came out today. Well, uh, I, I think that is, I mean, if we want to put a pin on Deadpool and Wolverine, um, I think the Twisters trailer is the big winner. One last thing on Deadpool and Wolverine, though. Please, before I don't know if you had Twisters. anything else. The reveal of Wolverine seems to be he's in the yellow costume. Yeah, and I know Clayton, you're getting sick because we're getting in the weeds of the superhero and all that. No, no. I, Does I, that I, matter? Does that is that something that used that to. matters used to. to anyone it, 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 that we're going to get to see Wolverine in his yellow costume, or even just me saying that it matters? Does to, that make people sick? It, it's about 24 years after it matters. It, it matters to the people who do not want the things they love to be made fun of, right? That is the problem, is that all of the Easter eggs and all this stuff that is going to get shit on this movie, it is now getting shit on by culture, where Deadpool was sort of parodying Marvel and the X-Men at a time when they were so unstoppable that you could throw rocks at them and they wouldn't be injured. Now you Mm -hmm. throw rocks at the MCU and the whole ponzi pyramid scheme is going to fall apart that is Mm -hmm. the problem here is that it's even if it's light poking that it's still illuminating the fact that this shit is so lame and people are going to stay away from it you know and and i think that is the main issue here absolutely Mm -hmm. And, and i think you know yeah the yellow costume is a thing and if this movie came out in 2020 it would be massive but it is okay. 2024. Right. The last one came out in 2018. That is six years. And that is not six years in normal time. That is six years in we went through a fucking pandemic time. So right, right. the sea has changed. The sea has changed. Well, the week yeah. before Deadpool and Wolverine comes out, that movie comes out July 26th. The weekend before July 19th, Twisters comes out and... That was a big trailer that came out today. I think this is a movie that is going to hit the perfect target of nostalgia and people wanting big movies that aren't superheroes and it having a star that people are very positive about in uh, uh, Glenn Powell. uh, Glenn Powell. Yes. I think Twister's could be huge i feel yeah. like people really did like this trailer and just like the idea that this movie exists more than anything 
I think the the just by virtue of the fact that it had a Super Bowl debut like that with a yeah. hundred million people watching or whatever it is, like Twister, as stupid as it sounds, like is the the star of the movie is the is the Twister font mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like everyone everyone knows Twister. If not, if they haven't seen it, they went to Universal Studios and did the Twister experience mm-hmm. and it just like is a looms large in pop culture type movie if you didn't see the movie you saw the the cow flying parody at the mtv awards or whatever the fuck it is yeah like it is a looms large pop culture thing 90s relic and so that's the star and it's ip in itself that's gonna sell it and then glenn powell coming off of I mean, let's be real. I mean, he didn't, he's not the reason Maverick did well, but it, like he's in a billion dollar movie like that. And then he's in Anyone But You, which had an unbelievable, is still having an unbelievable box office run. You have to think that Twisters is going to benefit from Glenn Powell. Twisters is going to benefit from the Twister font being yep. on there. Uh, and it's going to benefit from the James Cameron aliens on the chalkboard with the S thing. Where mm-hmm. there's not just one twister now, there's multiple. The trailer, the, t- the teaser reveals that there's two twisters, and it's pretty yes. awesome. Yes. Uh, when that character says there's two of them, it's just all right. This is gonna. This is gonna be like huge. ticket. If if I could buy my ticket now, I would have. If they had yes. a QR code up, I would have done it. Yeah. And it's twister is a type of movie that isn't going to suffer from people needing the original star to be back. You know, this isn't an Independence Day resurgence situation where you didn't get Big Willie and so the movie is DOA. You know, whether Helen Hunt cameos in this or not, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not what people want. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, God rest his soul. We all love him, but him being unavailable for this movie isn't going to affect Twisters. The only thing that matters is, like you said, the font, the twister and just I like how you named the lesser um I guess he's a more famous actor but like in that movie there's also a lead character who's who's dead and you said Philip uh, Seymour off that's <laughs> like right Bill Paxton, Paxton too yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 all right yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. really all, every time I like it's one of those guys you just go like wow yeah he's dead that's crazy yeah yeah because of the Paxton Pullman thing I think I always forget Right, in a way, he lives on because Bill Pullman is Bill alive. Pullman's still doing the Sinner every year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still being yeah because Bill Pullman is still being called uh, Paxton, so therefore he does live in a lot of people's and, minds. That's nice. That's nice, though. That is nice. I love Bill and, Paxton. You know, Bill, he was amazing, amazing. One the, of the one of the great actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other star of this, sort of, I guess, the Helen Hunt replacement here is Daisy Edgar Jones, and you know she had herself a nice. Anyone but you type leggy summer hit a couple of years ago with where the crawdads sing. And, you know, she hasn't yeah, Marsh girl. had a hit movie since, but she was the Marsh girl. She, I, I think she's someone that audiences are going to in a movie like this where the special effect is the star. But you want to have some actors that people know and like her and Glenn Powell are kind of like the perfect duo to replace Helen Hunt and Bill Pullman. Yeah. You want to see that romance if there's a romance there. Absolutely. Bill Paxton, yeah. Pat. Bill Paxton. Paxton. Uh, Bill, I, so there it is. He lives. He lives he because lives. of Bill Pullman. He lives. But I uh, I, I think this – and and you're right, Brett, in that just the fact that they did a Super Bowl trailer for this, this is universal saying this is a big effing deal. 
awareness we believe dude, in this movie. It's out there now. Yeah. I don't th- I think the awareness went from 0 to 100 today. Like I yeah. don't think anyone knew about it except for online people who read a blog t- last year and said the guy who directed Min- Minari is doing a Twister sequel mm-hmm. and now it's like Twisters is coming out this summer, bitch. Look out. It's out. Right. Look at that. I'm excited. And, and I think you're going to see, I mean, the reactions online positive for this and negative for Deadpool and Wolverine. I think that yeah. is going to be the consensus here. And then I think Wicked is going to be a a, a oh. shrug for most people or it's going to get goofed okay. on. But um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that uh, I, I, I'm not the audience for Wicked. I'll just say I'm not the audience mm-hmm. for it. So me neither. I uh, it resonated zero to me it does not look good to me as a as a viewer but i don't know i mean it's a big musical it's a big broadway musical you know i learned something from it though i i don't mean to be crass if this is a uh get out the caution tape yeah get out the caution tape tape. get out the caution tape netflix Um, special here we go brett this trailer taught me like I texted my wife who was downstairs not watching the Wicked trailer and I said I think they like gave Ariana Grande whiteface in this trailer like what's going oh, on wow. and she had wow. to tell me that she's white and oh, that she wow. just like tans a lot or something <laughs> so oh, wow so it she's was like a very shocking from reveal. Long Island okay. she is like one of your cousins from Long Island apparently I'm not, I'm speaking out of turn I don't really know anything this is my secondhand knowledge but in the movie, she looks very white, and it was surprising to me. Um, so, like, ju- like Cynthia Erivio, uh, uh, er- or how you pronounce that, her being green just as surprising as Ariana being white in this trailer for me. Wow! So everyone, everyone is is coloring themselves in this movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone decides to go for it. It also it looks garish, ugly CGI backgrounds, totally fake. I can't believe it's one of those classic nowadays. This costs two hundred million dollars, and it looks like this type of movie like right. the fucking ugh, any of them name any of them it looks it doesn't look good and the fact that it's a part one feels like a th- open threat well here's the thing on that though i mean unless unless i missed it they never say wicked part one in the trailer they say no you're wicked, right. right which is such a first I, they were hiding that things were musicals now they're hiding that they're part twos I, that they're I, part, yeah. I mean i think this is not in any small part due to the failure of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, as it was called theatrically. But no longer. that, But no longer is called that. But listen, Respect it the was rebrand. in theaters as Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I think that... Live, die, repeat, wicked... bro. Live, die, well, repeat. You got to live, die, repeat. Die, dead dead, dead Reckoning. Deviate, Did you guys talk about Dead Reckoning losing the Part 1? It it lost the part one, but it had the part one in theaters when it underperformed. And I think Wicked took a lesson from that. And listen, in the past, you don't call something part one. You call it the name. And then if there's a sequel, you call it part two. So if this movie, whether they made part two or not, you could call this Wicked. And then you call the from, next one Wicked part two. You don't ever need to put a part one ever. And even from this trailer, people are the reaction from from people from theater people is like well if that's the trailer for part one what is what's going to be in part two and i have a you know friend of a friend who who's has a source somewhere who's heard rumblings Mm -hmm. that part two is going to have like new songs and be like new additions not 
like the movie part one will be what you know is wicked and then part two will be additional bo- newly written bullshit which like i don't think anybody would would want that so it's, they're setting themselves up for failure rather than the story could have been they made a wicked movie and it's gonna per- perhaps perform okay and now it has to do so well i feel like or it's gonna be a disaster and it might be it could be. I- I mean, I think this is one that the trailer looked like what it looked like. I think you're right. The special effects don't look amazing, but there's so much awareness for this brand. You know, this was such a huge show. And I listen, I know we had Cats a couple of years ago, one of the biggest musicals ever, and that that totally tanked. But Wicked is a show that has done big theater numbers over the last 20 years. Right. And there's a lot of awareness. And it's Wizard of Oz. And that Sam Raimi Wizard of Oz with... Uh, uh, Franco. Uh, not Dave Franco, with uh, the, the forgotten Franco. James now. Franco. James Franco. I Listen, the, the internet told me to forget him, so I, I forgot James Franco. But that movie made, what, $700 million worldwide? I mean, I feel like that is a, a shockingly huge box office take for a movie that people don't think about the Oz Oz great and powerful. And yeah, cause it's, this it's, is a it's bigger, a not a good movie. I love you, Sam Raimi, but that movie is, is not great shakes. This is, I, I mean, I think this movie is going to be huge. I think just getting the trailer out there to just let people know this is coming is all it had to do. It made four ninety worldwide. It made the two, trailer. Two, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it made 234 domestic and 255 uh, far. So that 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 Osgrain and Powerful was a huge, huge hit, that you, whether people remember it or hate it or not. Right. You know, the, the Oz brand is gigantic. Yeah. And Wicked, you know, either you saw it in New York or, it, or in any of the cities in the world because it right. traveled everywhere. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think that that trailer... Definitely didn't blow anyone away. This this oh. was not the no. White House blowing up in Independence Day. It wasn't one of those trailers that everyone is is going nuts over the next day. But I think it did the job of this thing exists. The witch is going to be green. It had but, her sing the note, the high note, the famous yeah. note that's in all the trade that's in all the like TV spots for Wicked with Adina Menzel. I think it was singing it. Uh, they got Cynthia Ervio doing her take on it Cynthia, and take. i think it's a revo a revo yeah she's doing a a, a dis, like a take she is doing a different take than the original and it's mm-hmm. interesting um but yeah i have very little interest in that movie do you will that movie will wicked be hashtag horror lifestyle enough that you'll cover it on the new flesh when it comes out it's got a witch it's a, it's a great question I, I don't know if the musical like cancels out the horror part of it. Uh, okay. We'll have to we'll have to confer with the the team on that. If it's got the flying monkeys in it, I kind of think it'll be horror enough. Yeah, those are pretty yeah. scary. <laughs> yes, very very scary. Even. Yeah, they're they're quite scary. Uh, yeah, I I think that I feel like we all agree that the winner of the three trailers was Twisters. The loser is Deadpool and Wolverine because even though I don't think it's going to bomb, I do think that trailer is going to get made fun of. I agree with that. It'll get made fun of more than it excites people. Yeah. And I think the Wicked trailer just kind of did what it needed to do, which is just bring awareness and a release date. Deadpool. That Ariana is white. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. Deadpool is 
his shtick, we all know this, and obviously I'm, you know, we all know this, but mm-hmm. his shtick is making fun of things. Mm-hmm. And when the person who makes fun of things becomes the thing that is made fun of, all the power is gone. And mm-hmm. we will see the reaction after this farce of a game that, I mean, there's going to be a few headlines, and I'm not going to get into because this is a sports talk radio, huh? Uh-huh, but, though Taylor Swift did just win the, the big far, game. But, the, but the, the second biggest farce that happened tonight was this Deadpool Wolverine trailer. And it is going to get wow. lambasted and torn to bits. And the last remaining people who are going to stick up for Deadpool are going to hide in shame. And by hide in shame, I mean go in, on Reddit and scream and yell and cry. But that's hiding in shame. Uh, do you do you think Clayton that on the sports talk radio tomorrow that the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer is at least like a C topic on all the shows? You no. know, you're Mike and the Mad Dog. You're yeah, I don't like that Logan's hanging out with Wade. I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I'll just yeah, I'll just I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, uh, I think there's too much uh, there's too much horseshit to wade through to talk about that on Monday. I do think it will be talked about possibly on tuesday okay i think everyone on monday will be too busy talking about the biggest missed opportunity at the super bowl commercial wise which is that there was no richard stanichard uh, uh present ricky stanicky there's, there's ricky excuse me sorry I, i'm i i don't know him that well i'm speaking a little formally it's richard mm-hmm. stanichard to me yeah um but yeah ricky stanicky there's no there was no awareness of that movie which i, I think needed super bowl level awareness i know if it had been listen it seems like it's an amazon prime only release if it had been in theaters like it should be we could have seen a ricky stanicky trailer or you know some kind of like tie-in like ricky stanicky and starburst together you know all the guys now the only way you can see it is like you have to order ground beef on amazon fresh and then rich ricky stanicky comes with it they give you like a little dvd and a sleeve yeah of ricky stanicky which is like I would. Love I'm really that. getting sick of Prime's release strategy with these. They they should they should actually just hide DVDs and meat randomly, and you just randomly mm-hmm. get a DVD in there. I think that would be fun because then I would order yeah. meat from Amazon Fresh. Yeah, that's well, that's why Doug Lyman's not going to South by Southwest because that's what they're doing with Roadhouse. They're burying it in meat. They're it's all in meat. venison. Yeah, yeah. Now, can we just quickly touch on some of the teasers for movies that we've already seen trailers for? So there was a Fall Guy. Okay. There was a Fall Guy teaser that mm. I think looked terrible. Uh, Which Bon Jovi okay. song did they use this time? They used a the Taylor one? Swift song in it, my friend. Oh, and playing to the crowd. I see. Talk about Argyle syndrome. This movie is going to be LOL, ha ha ha, funny, and it looks terrible. Uh, Universal's so hot on it. It's so strange. Uh, that. The, so the comedy, it. It the trailers have all been bad. bad. I agree. I, I love. Agree. Uh, I think Emily. I like Emily Blunt. I think Ryan Reynolds can be very funny and charming when he wants to be. This, Ryan Gosling. Oh, there we go. Ryan Gosling. Um, Ryan mm-hmm. Gosling can be really funny and charming when he wants to be. Obviously, Ken, uh, and many other things he's done. This seems like too much. Uh, so we had that one, and then we had the Apes trailer. Which I'm sorry, oh. guys. These apes movies are putting me to sleep. I wanted to just close my eyes and take a nap during this shit. What the is anybody interested in this? I was a big fan of the James Franco one that rebooted it. Well, you I love James Franco one, uh, yeah, big fan. Still, uh, still to this day. Yeah, 
have never acknowledged anything, any wrongdoing there. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, the second well, you're one, a big I like season two of the Deuce guy. That's your big thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't. I remember liking the second one when I saw it in theaters, but I never saw it again. The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then yep. the third one, terrible. That everyone said was good. I thought was really bad. Like yes. shockingly bad, mm-hmm. like self-serious and focused on all the wrong things I don't care about. And I think it was called War for the Planet of the Apes, but like it didn't really have the war. It was like after the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was it mostly really, like them hanging out like prison jail cells. Yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. a prison escape movie, which yeah. is yeah. a fun idea on paper, but it didn't work. I on just, you know, by nature of being excited for big blockbusters that aren't superhero movies. I was already just down for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. But yeah, it looks like a lesser than than the other ones still somehow. I don't know why, but it does. It, it, it looks a little bit, not not an asylum movie, obviously, but it, it does look like it is a huge step down from that last trilogy. Mm-hmm, Even though yeah. I think it's a narrative continuation it is i mean yeah. this movie has no stars at all like like absolutely nobody that you would barely even know of i'm looking at the cast list freya allen owen teague dick and lockman kevin durand dick and lockman's kevin durand, in it? dick and lockman and sarah wise man those are the ca- listed cast or Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, the, the trailer, the teaser, the commercial was not able to show any actors that anyone would recognize. I mean, it's fully selling it on the apes. And it's fully well, selling apes, it apes on... Apes Together Strong. Apes Together Strong. Hashtag Apes Together Strong. And it, it's, it's a continuation of this sort of not fun at all version mm-hmm. of yeah. this series. Yeah. No, kind no guys in suits or anything. No. no, no guys in suits. The society still is not human enough where it's like interesting in a sci-fi way. You know, there's still apes who are mostly in the animal kingdom. They're not apes who are like in skyscrapers driving cars. Yeah, they're not Wall Street. Using... They're not hedge fund managers, which is what I want to see. Just fast forward to them being hedge fund Maurice. managers. Maurice. Maurice sequel. We're just focused on that big, the big red one. I like him. Yes. Yeah. Get, let's like go out on at least then do it as like a buddy comedy or something. Yeah, like this movie just in all the advertisements, the trailer tonight feels like a totally self-serious. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like this is going to bomb. Yeah. I, I think mm. this is a franchise that they just greenlit because it is IP mm-hmm. and those movies did do well 10 years ago, but nothing in this advertisement is promising any kind of new twist plus one bonus thing. There's no stars in it. It well, is just the apes are still figuring it out. And I don't think one, that's going to be enough of a hook. There's one thing they could still be hiding that it's a musical. Mm-hmm. That's big. That would be something. Yeah. Yeah. Have we it, seen it could a, be that... a, a music note in the logo anywhere? I'm gonna have to pour over it with a magnifying glass. Do I haven't it. taken a look at it yet. Yeah. You I'll should. take a look. Yeah. Maybe Tina Fey's husband wrote the songs for this, and yeah, there you go. I, uh, I I do think that's gonna bomb. These advertisements just don't have any hook. I saw a 
teaser trailer for uh, the new Minions movie, or I guess the new Despicable Me movie is coming out this summer. Yes. And I mean, that's going to be gigantic. They did what they had to do, which is to just get the little yellow guys, get them. Yeah, DM4. Yeah, DM4. It's DM4. It's DM4, wow. but Minions, there are two others. And then there's, there's been two Minions. It's and kind four, of crazy there's, there's only two DM. Minions, but they, they really spaced out the Minions movies, I feel like. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. But they feel like the most like omnipresent thing on Earth. They're just everywhere at all times. Yeah, I mean if you if you have the if you basically look at all of them as a franchise, the Minions movies and now DM4, this is the sixth one. Yeah. So as a, in that way, they are the most reliable franchise. And in LA, are, isn't there like a big permanent billboard in LA now that's just like overlooking Hollywood that it's just kind of like this is Minions town now. Wow. It's really, it's really wild. It fits. I mean, this movie's going to be huge. They yeah. did I didn't really get the joke of the commercial I saw tonight during the big game, it was some kind of like the minions are what's behind AI, I guess. Oh, okay. So it's them being current. They must've done it, you know, just put it together in the last month. I'm sure the move listen, I saw, I've never interacted with minions content before. never saw the despicable me movie before, but I did see minions too in theaters in what was that july of 2021 did you get swept up in the gentle minions craze i did and i loved it and i i get it now they are hilarious pat was wearing a zoot suit yeah pat was wearing a big yellow zoot suit Mm -hmm. zoot suit boogie Mm -hmm. and all the all the teens were like he's one of us he's one of us he gets it he gets us um yeah yeah, right in I did. They loved me. And we all love the minions. This movie's gonna be huge. The the commercials and I did what it had to do. Um, I didn't notice anything else really. You said the fall guy. That was about it. Um, you know, listen, even just getting the commercial, I think, for the fall guy is a show of strength. It's a show that they think this is gonna listen, they're gonna put the money into promoting it. And obviously they're gonna do that with Planet of the Apes, but I don't think that's gonna work. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to put the money into promoting the fall guy. I'm sure Ryan Gosling will be out there reminding everyone that we all still love him. So we'll see. But yeah, you're right. These trailers for fall guy, nothing has been great yet. I mean, I think I, and I think, yeah, I think coming off the game, I mean, I think the two words that are going to be on everybody's tongue, um, of course, number one rigged number two is going to be twisters. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone see the commercial for um, Dunkin' Donuts with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? I think they are big winners coming out tonight. I, yeah. I kind of feel like that's Star just studded. The, that's what I meant by celebrities are funny again. Yeah. Well, listen, there was celebrities in every commercial. Almost every commercial tonight was terrible. Yeah. But I do think people love this Dunkin' Donuts commercial. So I think Affleck and Damon come out of the big game tonight as big winners. I think they may be the only celebrities who actually put something together that people enjoyed. Yeah, um, yeah. The and, fall of Schwarzenegger is is very depressing. Oh, yeah. Oof. I oh, mean, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Look, look and see your future. That's it is your Arnold future. Schwarzenegger doing uh, all state farm? Yeah, state whatever. farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are gonna, yeah, Rock. Your your co uh, star is not gonna be Kevin Hart. It's gonna be the dude from Allstate. Yeah. Well, in the long 
big game version of that commercial, they do reteam Schwarzenegger with Danny DeVito. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a so it's just it's it. just all pop culture backwash is what these these yeah. uh, oh, these sure. Super Bowl commercials are. You know, it's just the waste of our culture. It's like, but at least there's three weeks of reporting about them before they happen. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. It's my favorite it, part, probably. It's always it's always a strange experience a week later after the big game, and you're watching television, and then the Super Bowl commercials are just the commercials. Yeah. You know, what once was special and hyped up and you would get leaks about is just then the commercial that plays, you know, in between reruns of the Big Bang Theory. It's just like the the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Dunkin Donuts commercial is now just going to be playing 20 times a day for the next year. Oh, yeah. It's like when we saw those Jerry Seinfeld Superman commercials so much. Right, right. You know, uh, over the years. And that was that was special at one time. It no longer is. Right. Um, yeah, but I think I think Damon and Affleck come out of this as winners. And, you know, I know Air only made his 50 million. It didn't set the world on fire. But get those two guys in a big screen comedy. People do love them together. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Brett, tell us, what are you going to be covering on the new Flush podcast coming up? What what can people expect you know, are you going to be doing post big game coverage? Is there uh, another in-depth look at Lisa Frankenstein? What's coming up? Uh, we just covered Lisa Frankenstein. That's out today. Uh, next week, we've got Madam Webb on the docket. Wow. Uh, and there's a shark movie called No Way Up that I will have to watch and assess whether we're covering it or not. But that's on there as well. Um, yeah, pretty light horror schedule early in the year but we're you know we're finding our way through we'll definitely madam web is adjacent enough it's a genre mm-hmm. thing it's a pop culture morbius level event you got to mm-hmm. cover that we'll probably cover dune too then we'll yep. cover love lies bleeding then we'll cover the jeff wadlow imaginary so there's a lot on the horizon actually coming up i am Plus. so excited for love lies bleeding yes i am seeing that uh soon and i'm very excited about it it looks awesome Yes, um, I loved Rose Glass's debut, Saint Maud. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Oh, the Saint Maud director is back. Okay. Yes, with a movie starring Kristen Stewart as a bodybuilding lesbian. Oh, I have seen that trailer. That that does look great. That looks like the better version of Drive Away Dolls. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And Ed Harris in it, looking very creepy. Love that. Yeah, one of the best presences scariest presences uh history of violence another random recommendation mm. now that you said ed harris at this point no matter what the movie is does ed harris make a movie horror lifestyle enough that you could cover yes. it on the new flesh yeah that's a rule that we have it's in the bylaws um so guys anything else that we haven't said about the big game lisa frankenstein i think we covered it all so email us we got a lot of emails we'll get to that clayton on our next episode because we got some amazing emails, but we've run long tonight. I mean, maybe Clayton, you and I should just do a quick uh, a mailbag episode soon because we have some incredible emails. Uh, I mean, I, we obviously uh, I just want to tease this because, you know, we we had our greatest email ever uh, that we read a couple weeks ago, and it was a very short, succinct email, and yeah. it was at the time the greatest email we ever received. I yeah. think. 
that the email me and you are both thinking of, Pat. Yeah, and that we read just out, read, you read yesterday out yeah. loud to me yesterday. You performed yeah, at BOHQ. Um, that is the new greatest email we've ever received. Yes. So that yes. is coming so, soon. Yeah, we will read these emails. So send us your emails at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We're gonna do a big episode going through these emails soon. The BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at the BO Boys Pod on Twitter X and on TikTok, wanna be O senior intern Christopher killing it there. And of course, wanna be O junior intern Jack. He's brought back the Substack. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the BO Boys. The Substack's been brought back. The Substack has been brought back. Stack is back. Thanks to Jack. Jack. So uh, you got to read there. You got to subscribe there. And you know what? Me and Clayton, I think it's time for us to pick up the old feather and ink and 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 start writing again because we might be writing stuff on the substack very soon so we'll get to that but for right now uh it's it's just booming with jack's article so thank you jack for that thank you christopher for your work with the clips five stars on apple Podcasts. give five stars of course to the new flesh podcast and to roger and me i mean i listen to that every week and i am just always amazed at how many movies there actually <laughs> are, Brett. It's and stunning. You watch them all. Uh, well, Mark, to be fair, I watch many. Mark mm-hmm. watches them all, my co-host, and he reviews mm-hmm. them all in print on markreviewsmovies.com. This week, I thought I exhausted every option at, at nine, nine movies, and Mark's website had 14, I believe. God's, so, work. Wow. God's work. It's thorough, and it's also like, what are these fucking five movies that no one's ever heard of that came out? And they have actors in them. It's 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 a strange... The podcast has been very enlight- enlightening. If people don't know, Siskel and Ebert clone, we just watch every movie every week that comes out and talk about it, and it's very taxing because tons of movies come out that you didn't think come out. It's crazy. I mean... Because they don't make the box office charts. So why the fuck would you talk about? Yeah. We all worship Siskel and Ebert, greatest yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't review 14 movies a week. I no, used to watch that show yeah, exactly. and, and they were reviewing four movies. So you yes. guys are doing triple the 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 work of Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a passion project. It's a lot of fun. Uh hope to keep doing it. So Roger and me. Of yes. course, give that five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, guys, I think we did it. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, nothing else to say. No, there can't be. No. Except for. Until next time. Well, well smash. Yeah. Yeah.